0: Welcome to Catechesis, a digital outreach of First Presbyterian Church of LaGrange. Catechesis is Greek for teaching. That's precisely what we will do with this podcast. Take Christians back to their roots through spoken word and study. Hello, welcome to this podcast called Catechesis. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Jan Tolbert, one of the pastors at First Presbyterian Church LaGrange. And I'm uh, happy to be with you today and discuss with you a little bit the gospel reading for the sixth Sunday after Epiphany, Luke 6, 17 through 26. It's not an unfamiliar reading, I don't think, so listen to it carefully. Jesus came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon, They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. Then he looked at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now. For you will laugh. And blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that's what their ancestors did to the false prophets. So that's the very difficult reading from Luke's Gospel, the sixth chapter. Nadia Boltz Weber speaks of the Beatitudes, and she said, Jesus was God's Beatitude, God's blessing to the weak in a world that admires only the strong. I think that's right. Uh, This reading really turns the way we see the world kind of on its head. The gospel lesson that we just read, uh, right before it, Jesus has created his own band of disciples. He's been up the mountaintop to pray, and he calls them all together. He reaches a level place at the foot of the mountain, and all the crowds waiting for him race towards him to hear and be healed, Luke says. I can't even imagine. It must have been quite a scene, this ocean of need pushing in on Jesus, tax collectors who no doubt were hungering for social acceptance. Maybe there were prostitutes in the group longing for redemption and a new life. Surely there were people in the group who were diseased, longing for cleansing and healing and a human touch. And Luke says there were people tormented by demons that refused to let them go. And it is in this person, Jesus, that all these people find what they're looking for. And this is where Jesus begins his teaching, in the midst of this crushing tide of humanity. He looks at the crowd, and Luke says, he says to his disciples, Blessed are you who are poor, listen to the tents. Now, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry, when? Now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep. Now, for you will laugh. I can't imagine how wonderful these words must have sounded in the ears of that crowd gathered that day i mean everyone in that crowd needed to hear that they had not been forgotten by god they needed to hear that they were not being punished by god that their poverty and their hunger and their illness and their loss they were not all some kind of divine judgment or retribution they needed to hear this is not this is not the way things ought to be and this is not the way they will remain they needed to hear that. I don't know. In my experience, though, it's never it's never quite that simple. There's more going on here than meets the eye. Again, Jesus doesn't say, Blessed will you be those who are poor. Blessed for yours will be the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you who are poor for yours is the the kingdom of heaven. He uses the present tense. According to Jesus, the poor are blessed right now. For the kingdom of God belongs to them right now. Let those words ring in your ears for a moment. I mean, that's quite a pronouncement if you think about it. Blessed are you who are hungry now, weeping now, poor now. I don't know about you, but... uh, the goodness or blessing of being poor or hungry or racked with grief is, is hard for me to, to see. We've all heard this text probably explained and sometimes explained away. Some have argued that Jesus doesn't define the poor in, in economic terms, and honestly, you know, no less a person than Matthew himself in his gospel. Spiritualizes these teachings. His version recalls Jesus saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who hunger after righteousness. And if you think about it, it's really no coincidence that Matthew's version of the Beatitudes is the more popular, the more beloved version of the Beatitudes. Certainly, it's more palatable. After all, rich, both rich and poor can hunger after righteousness, or be poor in spirit. But that's not the text that we're handed today in Luke's version. I think in a, in a painful way, Luke's version of the Beatitudes is firmly anchored in the realities of this material world that we live in. Those who are poor do not have the means to provide the basics of life for themselves. Those who are hungry really do not have enough food to eat. I think if we're going to take this scripture from Luke seriously, we have to also take seriously the economic realities of these passages. According to Luke, Jesus insists that the poor are blessed, and so we have to take that seriously too, and Luke doesn't stop there. He makes sure that we hear the flip side of what Jesus is saying, something that Matthew left out altogether, the woes, woe to you who are rich. For you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Jesus' claims are the exact opposite of how the world as I know it seems to work. Or that is how we perceive the world to work. I know Jesus' words simply do not fit into those categories for me. But I wonder, could it be that Jesus is describing the way things are, and he is teaching his disciples how to see it? How to see it, how things really are. Blessed are you when you're poor for yours is the kingdom of heaven. In my work as a chaplain, I had the opportunity to work with people on all, all ends of the economic spectrum, from the very, very wealthy to the very, very poor. And something that I saw repeatedly, and it, it stays with me, I'll give you just an example of sometimes a woman might come to the hospital where I was working after a stroke, and she had been very poor her whole life and didn't have a lot of resources, and her life had been hard, and when I would sit with her and talk to her as a chaplain, she would explain to me how very blessed she was and how very blessed she had been. And it wasn't. It wasn't just an act. It was her understanding of her place in the kingdom. And it was her understanding of how God was ultimately in control. In reverse of that, I also had the opportunity to sit with. Wealthy people who had, after a similar type event, uh, been in the hospital, and many times, I would see I would see these people fret and become very anxious about what their life might look like now. Maybe when they could no longer provide for their families, or maybe when they could no longer be the grandmother who does all the fun stuff. I would hear from some of these patients would be like, why has God done this to me? What did I do to deserve this? There was more a sense that it was some kind of retribution for people who had been particularly wealthy in the world. And then for those who had, who had been poor in the world, there was this sense of God is always with us. And that hasn't changed now. Jesus doesn't suggest in this reading that the poor are more blessed because they're free of the burdens of wealth in some way, and they're free to appreciate the simple joys and pleasures of life. Jesus had spent too much of his ministry around poor and marginalized folks. He knew the truth of the matter. I think he understood and was trying to teach his disciples that the poor in the world are not blessed by being impoverished, but they're blessed solely because they possess the one thing that matters, which is the kingdom of God. That's our reading for today. I hope I'll see you Sunday in worship. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us this week at Catechesis. Be sure to follow along on our websites, lewisandbroad.org and fpclagrange.org. See you next week.